we have to really take stock of some of our life experiences. And that is why we have personal mastery on Tuesdays because this is a segment that is dedicated towards finding ways to manage the different life scenarios you find yourself in that impact on uh, your mental health. And today is no different. In fact, there's a, a relationship between your mental health and food. I mean, how many diets have you been on? Yeah. Let me ask you that. Yeah. Ne? Yeah. And let me also ask you, how many people do you know who are on a number of diets? I mean, you look around and everybody's on this tip. In fact, this very radio show is guilty. Louder. My man, and the, the culprit isn't even in studio, firstly. And the, the, the president of this whole diet thing here, Owen. It's <laughs> like a tag. Yeah. Leader, my man. Yeah, he's the man with no problems. Honestly. Honestly, and I big up Owen because he is leading the team into the right direction. Yeah, uh, we're counting macros and oh. we're looking at holistic views of our way we eat and live. Um, but it's not called a diet, it's just called a lifestyle. 100%. Well, whatever you want to call it, here's the bottom line. It affects us in more ways mm -hmm. than we imagine. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have your body goals, which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sure. But what is the impact of changing your health uh, or your diets in the name of maybe trying to be more healthy, uh, especially on your mental health and how you feel about yourself. Uh, and, and what is the risk of even, you know, developing a disorder, an eating disorder, you know, and how do we manage uh, this to make sure that we don't find ourselves in murky waters? Anela Siswana joins us back in the studio at Clinical Psychologist. Good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Every day, Anela, this is the story of Wake Up with Metro <laughs> What are you eating? How much is it? Whatever. Now, they even scan the food. They scan yeah. the yeah. food to check <clears throat> calories, etc. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm thinking, you know, there must be a flip side to the coin in terms of the, the mental health aspect of our relationship with food and some of the, the dangers that come with that when we really just sort of heighten that connection between the two. Let's talk about it. Does food affect us in, 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 in this way? I suppose there's a, a spectrum of how to look at this. There's a normal spectrum where we eat well because mm. we understand what food can do and what food is. Mm. The other spectrum is where people really battle with the psychopathology side of, of things where we believe that there is a toxic relationship with what I'm going to eat and what it's going to do mm. to self and the body. So there's this <coughs> correlation that we know and that it's the hype thing that um, whatever that you eat um, translates to whatever that your body or your weight will look like. Now, the, the spectrum where things have gone worse, it's when we talk of eating disorders. Mm. Eating disorders now, we have this person, <coughs> and I don't like to use these words, bulimia, anorexia, uh, restrictive um, intake and all of that. But I, I want to just simplify it that when someone struggles with an eating disorder, this person has a maladaptive way of engaging with food, meaning how they think and how they engage with food. The fear is I'm either going to be overweight mm -hmm. or the fear is I need a certain body that looks like... I, I mean, I, when I was preparing for today, I, I read a study that was done in UKZN uh, around students' perspective of how they understand the relationship with food. Mm. And a number of them, they desired a body that looks like that of a Western person or that looks like that of a model. Mm. And this is what um, contributed so much to ideas of what students then thought about what food does. What mm. Most of them, mm. they leaned more on the spectrum of restrictive uh, food intake that when I do not take this food, 
chances are I'm not going to get fat or mm. I'm not going to get overweight. I mean, from my perspective, I think at one stage I got diagnosed with an eating disorder mm. because mm. I really struggled. At that time, I was taking chronic medication, um, Epilim. Mm. Those who take Epilim for anti-epileptics because I had absent seizures, mm. it increases a lot of um, your appetite. You're not even aware when it happens. Mm. That year, I remember for two years from 2017 to 2019, I couldn't look myself in the mirror mm. Mm. because I really hated my body. And in fact, I hated food because my relationship then with food, it's I blame the food for mm. what it did to my body. Mm. And also then I translated to body and desirability. You know, Anale, I really appreciate hmm. you sharing that with us. And a lot of people can relate. I mean, hating food and, and this love-hate relationship that you end up having with food. But how can we use mindful eating to rid ourselves of having this toxic relationship with food? I think the beauty around mindful eating is a progressive movement um, that, that is really helping us to understand that there's not entirely something wrong with food. Mm. But it's, it's how we understand what food is and what it does. Hmm. And we've got dietitians, we've got people, we've got Owens here hey. who really <laughs> hold us accountable mm. this idea oh, yes. of yes. making sure yes. that we are up to scratch. But <laughs> mindfulness it, it, and mindful eating really teaches you to be in the moment, mm. to really understand, to you eat with joy when you have mindful eating. Mm. However, the other opposite spectrum, you eat with guilt, mm. you eat with shame, and um, you may love, um, you may be, you may have a sweet tooth, you may have, um, you may be someone that loves something that society, when it thinks of it, mm. it constructs a certain idea. Mm. Sure. So mindful eating says, be mindful of what you are eating, but also understand that you need food for nutrients, yeah. for what it needs to do. Yeah. However minimize the pressure that you put on self that teach that takes you to a point where you have this really difficulty um that 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 inhibits you to enjoy food mm. think of someone that restricts themselves sure. because they are scared mm. of what the food is going to do mm. yeah however I mindful eating says eat so that you can be healthy absolutely we're going to pause it there Anale, on that on that powerful point and i think that point that you just raised now landed with mm. a lot of people yeah that's what we're talking about today uh the mental health um uh, aspects of uh, your relationship with food and what to really take note of when you are um you know uh, combining the two together because they do go together Anale Suswana joins us in studio clinical psychologist and uh, he's with us on personal mastery Today's Powerball total estimated jackpots have rolled over to a grand 136 million rand. Yo! So play Powerball for an estimated 76 million rand and Powerball Plus for an estimated 60 million rand. Buy your tickets now in store or on nationallottery.co.za, the mobile app, cell phone banking, or you can dial star 120 star 7529 hash for USSD. Panda Pusha Play. Players must be 18 and older and play responsibly. Ituba is the proud operator of the National Lottery. Eight minutes until we have to say goodbye. DJ Savvy's on standby with the bridge 9 to 12. But it's all things personal mastery with clinical psychologist Anele Siswana talking about mental health and our relationship with food. So we got a tweet coming through here from Siale saying sensitive topic you guys are having. I know you're talking about dieting and food. I've gained 20 kgs in the past two and a half years. 
I've been talking about it with my therapist and it breaks me down to the core. I don't hate food, but it's so hard to walk away or walk past a mirror because I'm struggling. Says anyways, done with the self-loathe and now I'm consulting a dietitian and I've signed up with a personal trainer. Nelly, which leads me into the question I wanted to ask you. Obviously, there's a lot of us in here in South Africa, I'll speak from a South African point of view, that have a very unhealthy relationship with food. Some of us use food because we're depressed mm. and we use it as a comfort food. Mm. And it gets out of hand to a point where we can't leave the house because we're ashamed of our bodies. Do you believe maybe that we have also, does food lead to depression or does depression lead to unhealthy eating? Hmm. It's, it's kind of dialectical in that way um, because when you are depressed, you can get to a point where you're using um, food intake as to self-soothe. Mm. Mm. It's an element that comes with the depression mm. itself. Mm. So in that case, uh, I might have that um, as, a, as a symptom or a kind of as something that plays out into it. Whereas um, with a full picture of an eating disorder, there's the preoccupation about weight, about weight loss, about all of these ideas that what food can do. Hmm. So in, in simple terms also, if you think of the South African context, we can't not um, think around the influence of social media into how it, <coughs> it influences certain body and desirability of a certain structure, mm. of a certain race, of a certain culture. Mm. If you go to Instagram, um, f on people's pages about food, mm. it shows, and again, around that idea, people feel pressured to subscribe to these ideas. But at the end of the day, for someone who is struggling with depression or an eating disorder, they don't have the capacity of engaging in ways in which I mm. and you can think of as to what it's, it's going to do. Eventually, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Anyway, mm. I'm sure. depressed, I will eat, I will gain weight. Then it becomes another additional element of depression. Then it adds into going to a spectrum of it being a disorder on mm. its own. It could either bulimia, it could be anorexia, it could mm. be restrictive intake disorder, and all of those so kind of in things. In other words, it becomes a vicious cycle. A vicious cycle. Sure. Especially if the, the root cause yeah. is not dealt with. Mm. Mm. And going back to this um, caller that, that mentions, it, it's a, there is always an, a deep-seated underlying issue mm. that that leads one to food as a self-soothing mm. coping mechanism until we address that then we'll be able to tease the depression mm. we'll be able to tease the eating disorder because mm. we now have a clear understanding of what this is absolutely now when you go to therapy we deal with body image issues the idea of an ideal body then we tell you stop going to social media <laughs> and looking mm. on desirable yep. bodies mm. and yeah. listening to people who would impose on this guilt sure. that you already have this is such a, a powerful yeah. topic uh today and i feel like um we need another round no not of food but of, <laughs> of, of, of the topic so we'll, we'll have a chat as a team um uh, we'll bring up our producer and given but i'm already saying and yeah. i'm already thinking we need a part two of this conversation Definitely, um, we really do because i think there's so many other aspects of this that we can look at but anele we appreciate your time if anybody wants to get in touch with you where do we find you on Instagram uh, at Anele underscore Siswana, uh, as well as bookings at Anele Siswana dot z or dot za, but mostly on my DMs as well as on my email address where people can book.